Very good. Uh, thank you so much and great job team, youth team, amazing, amazing work. Uh, it's great to be able to share with you tonight and we started this little series at the start of the year uh, looking at your kingdom come and it's a church-wide series and now we do the second part of that uh, which we've just launched uh, the middle of the year as well and this is our second um, uh, second sermon at the start of the year. So tonight I'll be took, uh, looking at um, compelled to reach out is the title of, of tonight. Now, <clears throat> I feel very honored and blessed uh, to be able to do this topic. It's a, definitely a bit of a passion uh, of mine. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a real privilege to share a little bit more about it. I'll just say this up front as well, because tonight is very much, what I'm talking about is very much really to Christians. And I recognize that for some of you, you might be here and you're not yet a Christian or you're exploring faith. Uh, and particularly maybe if you're online as well, you're uh, kind of tuning in and you're not too sure about faith. And I, there'll be a temptation for you to go, oh, this isn't for me. But I want to just say this up front, or uh, we'll preface from the start, that uh, hopefully by the end of this message, you'll go, oh, now I get it why that mate is on my case. Or now I get it why that friend is always telling me about faith or trying to share with me. Hopefully it'll make a little bit more sense because we're absolutely convinced, absolutely convinced that this message, uh, this gospel message, which is a good news message, is one of the greatest messages that you could ever share with any single person. It is incredible. Not only that, we absolutely convinced Christians believe that this message can radically change and transforms, uh, transform a person's life for the better. And so actually, you should be honoured that you have a friend or a family member uh, that are sharing with you and saying, hey, why don't you do this, Alpha, or what? You know, because they love you and they value you. They believe this message is so good, they want you to know about it. It's, it, that's true. It's so, so uh, good, this message. And so we're going to talk a little bit further around this idea of compelled to reach out. Uh, why would we want to do that? Like, what's the big deal? Now, I found this very valuable for me as I'm looking at this topic because, you know, sometimes people, and I know I'm, I'm not great necessarily at this, but I know that it's certainly a passion of mine. And sometimes people say, you know, how, like, why do you have so much passion? Or how do you have so much passion in this area of wanting to reach out? Uh, and, and so it's, it sort of forced me in a way to kind of think about it a little bit. A big part of it, and I won't go into detail, but a big part of it when I first came to faith, it was a, you know, a pretty radical conversion. And I knew very early on that I just wanted to tell people about God because He's so amazing, because He changed my life. And I just feel like He saved me. It's the only way I can describe it. He saved me. I was so lost. Uh, I was just without hope. And He saved my life. And when something like that happens, you can't help but share it. And so that's a big part of it. But the other part of this, I thought, you know, what, what are some other reasons? Like, why do other people have this uh, passion? Why do other people just, you just, you may know some people or seen some people where you go, man alive, they just seem to have this deep compulsion like I've got to share. And maybe you've known somebody that, you know, they, uh, you know, they, everywhere they go, they seem to be sharing with others. And you think, what is that about them? Why do they seem to have that? And so it's kind of forced me to look at that a little bit further. Now, the other exciting thing is this. As I understand tonight, you come and you may be like, yeah, I'm just not really on board with that. It's scary and it's overwhelming, you know, reaching out to others, sharing the gospel, evangelism, even that word evangelism, you're just, you're just freaked out by, you're just scared by. And I get that. But here's the exciting thing. Regardless of the temperature of your heart and where you may feel you're at in regards to this, I'm convinced 
that God can begin to work in your heart where you could see radical change in this area. And that even if you think, no, I'm such a coward in this area, there's no way I could do it, I'm so scared, that I believe that God could really change you in this area and that you could become a powerhouse. You could become bold uh, in terms of reaching out which is very, very exciting. So I'm going to look at four key things as I just... Now, this isn't exhaustive. There may be other reasons why, uh, you know, other yeah, reasons why some people, you know, get stirred up around this. But I just kind of thought through, these are the four things that God brought to my mind and I want to just share them with you uh, tonight. And hopefully this will be an encouragement to you. Now, firstly, I want to look at a passage uh, found in uh, two, uh, 2 Corinthians. And this is Paul writing here. Now, if there's anybody that uh, is compelled to share, it's the Apostle Paul. He wrote a lot of the New Testament. Uh, he was like just uh, incredible, you know, anti-Christian, against Christians. He would, uh, you know, try and take Christians out. And then he became one of the most radical uh, missionaries, influential Christian leaders uh, in all of history. Absolutely extraordinary. And not only that, he was so bold, so courageous. I mean, talk about someone who was compelled. In some situations, if you're familiar with the New Testament, he would go into cities and share the gospel and nearly be killed for sharing the gospel. And they would nearly stone him to death. Barely being alive, he would get up and he'd go, let's go back straight, you know, straight back in the city and share again. Like, what compels someone to do that? You know, how, how do you get to that state? And so we're going to explore that a little bit further. But Paul writes this, these, these verses which we want to focus on. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and verse 13 and 15, he states this. He says, If we are out of our mind, as some say, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. And he goes on to say, For Christ's love. He says, For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for Him who died for them and was raised again. And so one of the things that um, I discovered that I think is so important when it comes to, you know, that, that compulsion to share with others is that, that encounter, uh, that, in, that personal encounter with God. This, I reckon, is so absolutely fundamental now, you've heard many stories before. And I mean, how exciting is it when we have baptisms and, uh, you know, people, uh, you know, people get baptised, but they share their testimony. And every testimony is different. Every story is different. Every single one of you have a different upbringing and journey and all those sorts of things. And, you know, it's, it's sometimes some of you may think, oh, I don't have like this radical conversion. But that's okay. It's not about that. It's about every single one of us. If you come to put your faith and trust in Christ, every single one of us reaches a point where we have to have a personal encounter with God. See, some of you here, you've heard about the, uh, you've heard about the gospel since you were young. You did Sunday school and you grew up and you're, maybe your parents are Christian. You say, I, you know, I don't have any radical story, but that, it doesn't matter. What matters is, you see, every single one of us uh, we, we need to come to a point in our lives where we go, you, you know, I believe this and I'm willing to surrender my life. I believe this could be true and I'm willing to surrender my life to God. And in that moment, we encounter God. And in that moment, things began to change for us. And when we have an encounter with God, we experience God and we, we know what He's like. You see, there's a huge difference between knowing all about God. You know, you can know all about God, but not know Him personally. You can have all the information and all the knowledge about God, but not know Him personally. It isn't until we have an encounter with Him that all of a sudden there's this compulsion where we think, wow, God is actually good. Like God is amazing. And it compels us to say, I want to tell others about Him. 
I'm absolutely convinced, I know I say this all the time, but I, I believe it from the bottom of my heart that he's a good father. And when you encounter something that is good, you can't help but say, I've got to share it, I've got to share it, I've got to share it. And so that's the first thing, that encounter uh, with God that is so uh, fundamental. I remember actually just this today, literally today. Today I was speaking to somebody and uh, as I was sharing with them, they were talking to me and, you know, not going into detail or anything like that, but they were talking to me about their life and what's going on and they started to share about some difficult things that they're going through and some situations that are really tough and as I shared more and more, they just were just talking about, you know, I just, I need a, it's like I need a, a better foundation in my life, you know, it's just sort of all up and down, up and down, I don't know where I'm going and all sorts of things and they were just wrestling through some stuff and as I talked with them, I'm thinking, Man, like this is, you know, Christ is the cornerstone. He is the rock, the foundation of our lives. When we put our faith and trust in him, he can bring balance, he can bring direction, he can bring healing, he can bring restoration, all these things to our lives. As I was talking to him a little bit more, I said, I just, I just had to, you know, pose this question. I said, have you ever got to a point in your life where you've surrendered your heart to God? Where he said, I, I want you to be Lord of my life. Like I want you to take control of my life. I've tried to do it on my own strength, but I want you to take control of my life. And as they thought for a moment, they said, you know, like I've looked into all sorts of different things and I've explored this and I've explored that, but, and I know about Jesus, I've read the Bible, I try to follow some of his teachings, but he's like, I don't think I've ever really had a, a moment in my life where I was like, okay, I'll, I'll surrender to you, I want to put my trust, I want to put my faith in you. And I said, honestly, I, that, like, I don't want to just, of course I'm going to sound biased because I'm a pastor, but I absolutely am telling you, I believe that is, that is key. That is absolutely key, to put your faith and your trust in him, to encounter him personally, to surrender. And as we talked a little bit more, I said, do you know why Jesus came? Do you know why he died? And, and uh, I got to share with them a little bit more and try to make it super clear, the gospel, this good news of why he came, why he laid down his life. You know, the consequences of death is sin, but he stepped in and, and, and bore the punishment that we rightly deserve so that we could have a restored relationship with the Father. You know, this is, this is what it's about. And I said, but you could ask him to, to be Lord of your life from this moment on. And as we talked a little bit more, he said, I said, you know, what's holding you back? What, we, we could do that right now. We could do that now. He said, you know, I think I need to do that. Anyway, it was a great opportunity we shared together, great moments we shared together. And, and he, you know, prayed a prayer. He surrendered his heart uh, to God just, just today. Really amazing. But, but that encounter, and so he, he has this experience where he encounters God. He's encountered God. And I tell you what, man, <clears throat> when you genuinely encounter God, it changes everything. It really does change everything. And it's out of that encounter. And you know, this is the exciting thing, that you don't have like a one-time encounter and that's it, that as you journey with God, he continues to reveal himself. He continues to do work in our lives and we continue to experience and encounter him in new and fresh ways. And it's just that sense of, wow, God's amazing, I want to tell others. So that's the first thing, but that one of the things that compels us to share is when we have an encounter, uh, encounter with God. Secondly, um, <clears throat> I think which is so big as well, is understanding or getting a revelation of God's love and His sacrifice for us. God's love and His sacrifice for us. Paul talks about this in 2 Corinthians in the verse that I just read. He says there in verse 14, he says, for it's Christ's Love compels us. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that, that one died for all. You see, it's the love of God that compels us to tell others. 
And, you know, you know, guilt, you know, people can, you know, put guilt on you and things like that. Guilt will never encourage you. Guilt will never um, compel you to tell others. You only just wind up feeling like, oh, I can't do this. But it's the love of Christ that compels you. When you experience or when you get an understanding or a revelation of his love and the sacrifice that he made for you and for me, there's something about that that you think, wow, he's incredible. Like, he's amazing. If someone's ever saved you in some way or another, there's that sense in which, like, what can I do for you? Like, I want to give back. And this is, this is what happens when we really understand what he's done for us. It compels us to tell others. We genuinely know from the bottom of our heart, like, this is good news. This is worth sharing with people around us. And so not only is it about that personal encounter, but it's that revelation of God's love. It's a revelation of that sacrifice that he uh, made for us. You know, the Bible talks about this. It says it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. It's his kindness that leads us to repentance. One of the things that I love, I love doing weddings. They're so awesome because it's always a celebration. And uh, well, every wedding I've done has been a celebration. But um, um, uh, it's, been, it's, it's a celebration. And, uh, and I talk about this. When I, when I do the, the ceremony, um, I often, often put this in there, but I share about uh, this very... Uh, amazing principle about, you know, like agape love. I talk about agape love. You know, agape love is self-sacrifice in the service of others. It's that laying your life down for that other person. And, you know, I may talk about other things in the ceremony, but I always have this in there because I think this is fundamental to a really strong relationship. That agape love is self-sacrifice in the service of others, that willingness to lay down your life for another person, to serve another person, a servant-hearted attitude. And Jesus modelled this so well. He laid down his life, self-sacrificing his life so that we could uh, not only have a relationship with him, that we could experience freedom and hope and a future. It's absolutely extraordinary. But it's because of that self-sacrificial love that he made that it sort of compels us to say, this is so amazing, I want to tell others. And it draws us in. It draws us in to say, I want to follow him. Because he's amazing, he's incredible, he's self-sacrificial. What sort of king would lay down their life like that? He does. Jesus does, that's what he does. And in a good relationship, you want a marriage to soar, you want a marriage to really have strong relationship, to experience a deep intimacy with another person. When two people are willing to say, I will, be, I will self-sacrifice my life to serve you, it draws you into that other person. It draws you into a deeper intimacy, a, a sense of, wow, this person's amazing. And you know what happens? When they serve in that way, you just think, wow, I want to give back. I want to serve as well. Now you picture this. Two people with that same attitude is a, is a marriage, a strong marriage that will, 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 uh, will, really, will really sing, will really sing. It's an amazing thing. And when we understand this very, uh, this very concept of what Jesus has done for us, Man alive, it, it compels us to say, I need to tell others about it. This is so good. This really is so good. I uh, recently, um, just on, a, uh, like on one of the uh, message chats or whatever, there was a group of us, and someone had just texted through about um, somebody within this church I hadn't seen for a while or they were following up on a particular person, and they just sent through, I think it was to the pastoral team or something like that, does anybody know this particular person? And as I, I just thought, oh, I'm pretty much not on Facebook at all. However, it's there because sometimes you know a name and you think that name sounds familiar, but you can't always put a face to a name. And so obviously you Facebook stalk. And, uh, and so I jumped on Facebook and I was looking it up. But before I even got to that, I got distracted because that's, you know, how good's Facebook at distracting you and you, all of a sudden you're one hour in of like just feeds and stuff. But um, 
No one knows about that? Just me, okay. Um, so, but I got distracted because I saw this post of a, um, a guy that I went to school with in my grade. And uh, he just posted something that something about, you know, this desire that he has to want to help others, to serve others. Now, not a Christian at all or anything like that, but a desire to want to help others and serve others. But he said, you know, it's something about almost wanting to give up. Now, I don't know why, but I just saw this post. Dead set, haven't spoken to him. Um, I was going to say a long time, but, you know, school wasn't too long ago for me. Uh, but um, I haven't chatted to him for a while. And, um, and so I just, I don't know why. I just thought, you know, that's, there's this, that's God's heart to want to serve and to help others. Like, that's God's heart. And I just had this overwhelming sense to just write to him on Messenger. I don't even have his number or anything like that, but write to him on Messenger and just... And so I just jumped on there and I just wrote him this thing that, hey, mate, so random, haven't seen you for years or anything like that, but I just want to let you know I saw your post and I want to encourage you. I just want to encourage you. Don't give up on helping others. Don't give up on doing that. I said, you know, this sounds crazy, but I actually work for a church now because I was so different back in high school. And I said, I work for a church now. I get to like help others like full time and it's amazing. Like it's so cool to just serve people. And then I started telling him about, you know, Jesus's words and until you lose your life, that's when you'll truly find it. I said, the world will never tell you that, but just keep going. And then I started telling my testimony. I said, mate, after high school, you may not be aware, but after high school, my life has changed. And just going, I literally just, it's, it's probably the first and longest email I've ever written in a messenger uh, thing. Um, but I just told him this massive thing. And then I threw it out there and I thought, what have I done? Like I did say I haven't spoken to the guy, but I just, I don't know why. I just, I just thought, no, that's God's heart. Like he needs to know, he needs to know. Anyway, it's an amazing thing because he just got back to me and I just thought, man, he's like going to shut this down. Like, like totally disinterested. But he got back to me and said, that is a fascinating journey. Like I had no idea. He said, I would love to catch up and hear more of your journey. And I'm just like, okay. All right, um, yeah, no worries. Anyway, so um, we're catching up this week, God willing. Uh, but, you know, like, where was I going with that? What was I talking about? <laughs> I was just so caught up in the story. No, it's understanding, it's a revelation of God's love and his sacrifice and sharing that, with, um, sharing that with others. It truly is amazing. It truly is good news. And it compels us, you know what I mean? I just thought, I've got to tell this guy this. Like, it's really good. It's really amazing. Uh, the third thing that I wanted to, to mention is understand, this is a big one for me. And I know this, it sounds full on, but it's, it's true. If the Bible is true, this is absolutely true. One of the things that compels me uh, personally to reach out, and I think this is true for, for many of us, is understanding people's eternal destination. That's huge. That's really key. And to be honest with you, when I first came to faith, I really struggled with this. I really did. I struggled with, you know, um, I couldn't get my head around this, this concept. It was like, if the Bible is true, which I believe it is, that somebody will spend eternity, people will spend eternity somewhere, heaven or hell. That's the reality. You know what? In this world, there are so many injustices. There are so many injustices in this world throughout the globe, and, and you know so many about them, but I am absolutely convinced the greatest injustice in this world today is that people are facing a crisis eternity. It's the greatest injustice. And it just, there's something about it where I'm compelled to go, man, if this is true, if this is true, I must speak up. And how challenging, actually Dale mentioned this a couple of weeks ago in his sermon, it's, it's often our own ego that gets in the way of sharing. And I get that. 
Because I realise my own pride, my own pride gets in the way of sharing. I think, what are they going to think of me? How are they going to respond? They may reject me and I let my pride get in the way. But when we understand, hey, this is, this is it. This, is, this life is it. This is all we've got. And, and we're going to spend eternity somewhere, heaven or hell. And when we really understand that and get a grasp of that, man, it's compelling to say, I've got to speak up. Regardless of what they may think of me, I've got to speak up. And it compels me sometimes to say, we've got to get a revelation of this. We really do. We really do. Often I've prayed, God, give me, give me a deep anguish. Give me your heart for your people. A deep anguish. Give me a vision or a revelation, Father God, of what eternity means, what it really means for people's souls. I may have mentioned this before, and I apologize if you've heard it, but it's worth quoting again. Norman Grubb, he states this, it's such a challenge, but he says, if I firmly believed, as millions say they do, that the knowledge of a practice of religion in this life influences destiny in another, then religion would mean to me everything. I would cast away earthly enjoyments as dross, earthly thoughts and feelings as vanity. Religion would be my first waking thought and my last image before sleep sank me into an unconsciousness. I should labour in its cause alone. I would take thought for the marrow of eternity alone. I would esteem one soul gained for heaven worth a life of suffering. Earthly consequences would never stay in my mind or seal my lips. Earth, its joys and its griefs would occupy no moment of my thoughts. I would strive to look upon eternity alone and on the immortal souls around me, soon to be everlastingly happy or everlastingly miserable." I would go forth to the world and preach to it in season and out of season. And my text would be, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul and yet loses his own soul? It's a challenge, isn't it? It's a huge challenge. But it's a reminder, this is the reality that if the Bible is true, every, and no one escapes this, like no one gets out of this. One, death, death is for every single person. And, and, and we're facing either heaven or hell. And it's, man, it's like, it just grips me sometimes. And I think it's okay to be gripped by it every now and then. It's okay to get a revelation of the reality of this. This is so vitally important. Compels us to say, well, you know what? I've got to share. I've got to share. And I was frustrated. I was frustrated with my mate, you know, who, who you know, I knew him for so many years and I, I was angry at him when I found out, you know, we've been friends since grade one. He, he didn't tell me till grade 11 about faith. And I was annoyed that he knew this message and he never shared it with me. And I don't know, I just think sometimes even for me, you know, will, you know, will I get later in life and share with someone? They go, why didn't you tell me earlier? Like, why didn't you tell me earlier? I was, um, I was uh, a little while ago, I've probably like dead set caught like 10 taxis in my entire life, but two of them have been in the last month and on this one occasion, I was catching this taxi and um, I had an opportunity, which I'll tell you about in, in a moment, uh, in the other taxi that I caught recently. It was just this great opportunity to share with someone. And, uh, and so after that experience, I was really like, I, I got this uh, next taxi like a week later or two weeks later. And, uh, and I said, all right, God, well, um, you know, you gave me an opportunity in that last taxi. Let's go. Here we go. You know, I'll catch a taxi again. And, and uh, as I jumped in the taxi, uh, I started chatting to this guy and you know, I just prayed a simple prayer in my mind. I said, God, give me an opportunity to share. And, and as I was chatting to this guy, I could, you know, he wasn't born in Australia. And I said, what's your, what's your heritage? Like, what's your national heritage? And he said, I was born in India. And as we began to share a little bit, I kind of, I kind of had an idea 
and what one of the, you know, the major religion is in India, but I wanted to talk to him about it, and, and I wanted to bring that up. And so one of the ways of talking with him is I just said, um, oh, is there like, a, is there like a, a religion? Sometimes I use this. Is there like a major religion um, in India, or do you have like a religious background or something like that? And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a major religion. And he said, oh, I'm actually a Sikh. And I said, oh, really? I said, I don't know too much about that. Would tell, tell me about it. Like, what do you believe? What do you believe? And it's a great, it's a great opportunity, great to, uh, you know, to, to bring up faith and to bring up religion. And, uh, and, you know, people are always happy to talk about themselves. You ask them questions, they're always happy to talk about themselves. So I was asking them a bit about it. And I'm trying to look for what's the difference? Like, what's the difference here between, you know, his religion and Christianity? And what's the in? Like, what's, what's the hope and the difference between Christianity in this situation? So we're talking a little bit more and he's telling me about it and all this sort of stuff. It was all new to me. And as we talked a little bit further, I said, well, so what about like um, life after death? Like, do you believe in karma or do you believe in life after death or something like that? And he said, oh, no, like nothing. No life after death, just absolutely nothing. I said, really? Just like there's absolutely nothing. He said, yep, nothing at all. And I thought, that's the difference, isn't it? That's the key. Christianity, there's absolute hope, absolute hope that there is life after this death. Uh, yeah, after, there is more uh, than after this life. And I said, wow. And I said, does that scare you? You know, does that scare you? He said, oh, absolutely. It's, it's terrifying. He says, terrifying. I said, I can relate to that. I said, I was terrified growing up. I was scared of dying because as far as I was concerned, there was no hope for me. Absolutely no hope. I was so scared. But I said this. I said, but you know what? I, I'm, a friend of mine told me about this God and I encountered him and I'm a Christian now and I believe that there is heaven. I believe that there is uh, more to this life. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's good. He said, oh, I respect all religions. I respect all religions. I said, oh, absolutely, so do I. But I, I really believe that there is a hope, that there is, you know, death is not the end. And I said this, I said, I just want you to consider that if, uh, if you ever found yourself in a crisis moment, if you ever found yourself that was scared or concerned or worried, that you could cry out to God and say, God, reveal yourself to me, and he would do that. I just want to encourage you in that. Now, as we're driving closer, we're getting closer to the destination. I was running out of time, and I would have loved to talk to him a little bit more. Um, but, but it was a reminder to me, and nothing too much evolved out of that. We chatted a little bit further and stuff like that, but then um, I got out. But it was a reminder to me that this is the reality, that everybody faces eternity, you know, heaven or hell. This is the reality. And I tell you what, it's compelling to say, man, we've got to share. We've got to share. There is so much hope in Christianity. And finally, which I think is the big one, uh, one of the things that compels us to reach out is experiencing God's heart and his transformation by his spirit. Like when we experience God in our lives, you know, Jesus said this, he says, it's better that I should go because then I'll send you my helper. It's better that I should go, then I'll send you my helper. And the Holy Spirit, when you become a Christian, the Holy Spirit envelops us, fills us up. He becomes our helper. And I tell you what, there's situations and circumstances, there's stuff that goes on in our life and in our hearts that we don't have the power or the ability to change, but God does. And it's His Spirit in us that changes us and transforms us. And it's amazing. You could be so cold towards this. You could be so cold towards outreach. You could be such a coward in this, in this area. And that's what I am. I'm such a coward. I find it very difficult. I find it very scary. But I tell you what, it's the Spirit, it's the power of God in you that makes you bold. And so you're here and you're thinking, oh, I'm introverted. I'm not good at speaking to people. Uh, you know, there's no way I could do this. You've already, you know, right from the beginning, you said, I, I, that's not me. I can't do this and I'll never do it. But I tell you what, you know, boldness is not a character trait. Boldness is given to you by God. He can make you bold. He can give you boldness. You can become bold when you understand who you are in Him and understand your identity in Him. 
And so this is an amazing thing. Even if you think, I can't do this, you can do it. You can do it. Every resource that you need is available to you because He dwells within you. Because He dwells within you. It's exciting. You can do this. You can have an impact. You can share with others. You can make a difference because He empowers you to do it. It's so, so exciting. Uh, As I mentioned before, I caught that sort of second taxi, but prior to this, we were here one day and a friend of mine was telling me a story about how he had reached out to someone and had an opportunity to share with someone. And this is what's so powerful about stories is when you hear them, there's something that stirs within you and you think, wow, I could do that, you know? And you just think, wow, that's amazing. And as my mate shared, I walked away from that conversation going, that is awesome, like, that's so good. And I thought, I wanna get a story. Like, I wanna get myself a story. And so that day, um, I had to jump in this taxi and I said, okay, Lord, I prayed. And I said, God, give me an opportunity to share with this, this man. This is a different situation now. Uh, share with this man. So there's an elderly guy and uh, we jumped in the taxi and we were just sharing a little bit and I just praying, God. And you know, it's an amazing thing because prayer is so powerful on a couple of levels. One is that I believe God's faithful and he answers prayer. Uh, and, and, but the second thing is this, prayer changes our heart. It really does, it changes us. And, and we, we, it's something amazing that when you, when you encounter God and you come into a relationship with him, the Holy Spirit changes our hearts and we become more like him. And we begin to have compassion. We see people differently. We have compassion on people. We love people uh, because, you know, because it's his love and it's his compassion in us that, that, and, and flows through us and out of us in other people's lives. And so I was praying for him and I was just going, God, just give me an opportunity, you know, in my mind as we're talking. Give me an opportunity here. And, um, and so, and it's an amazing thing because even as I prayed that, I just had such compassion for this man. And so we're chatting a little bit further and, and nothing was kind of evolving. And so I thought to myself, you know what? Maybe God doesn't want, to sh- doesn't want me to share with him. Maybe God doesn't want me to share. And then I just felt this like, you know, just a bit of a whisper from the Holy Spirit saying, what are you talking about? I love this man. I love this. Of course I want you to talk, uh, you know, of course I want you to talk with him. And so I thought, okay. And, okay. and so I thought, okay, well, maybe I've got to kind of broach the subject or bring it up in some way or another. As we chatted a little bit more, long story short, we chatted a little bit more the subject of my, my jog, got, job, not jog, uh, my job uh, got brought up. And I said, oh, I'm actually, you know, my background's building, but I'm actually a pastor of a church. And it's always, when you throw that out there, I tell you what, it's always like, oh man, how is this gonna go down? Like, you know, what's the response gonna be? And so I, um, I said, oh, I'm a pastor of a church. And he goes, what? He goes, you're a pastor. And I said, yeah, yeah. He goes, really? Like what church? I said, oh, it's in Bridgman Downs, explain the, um, where it is. And he goes, geez, you, you guys get a bit of a turnout there, don't you? And I said, oh, yeah, we do sometimes. And uh, he goes, yeah, I drive past there a lot. And he goes, you know, growing up, I actually went to Nunda Baptist Church. And uh, so we started chatting a little bit, and he was, like, throwing out names like I would know them and stuff, you know. And, um, and, uh, and so I said, oh, okay. And so we were chatting a little bit and, and got talking about church. And I thought, this is, this is, I don't know, there's something about it. It's just thrilling when you step out and you just start to see God use you and you think, this is awesome. And so... Uh, and so I stepped out and we're chatting a little bit, but then the conversation kind of started to finish up and I just thought, oh, and so it sort of finished. But I thought, no, God, I wanna, I wanna share more with him. You know, I just, as I was praying for him, the compassion I had for him, I said, no, God, I wanna share more. And so I thought, oh, what do I do? And so I said, oh, I just said, oh, so, so have you ever had like a spiritual encounter in some way or another? He goes, oh, mate. He goes, I believe in God. I believe in God. I said, really? He goes, oh, yeah, do you want me to tell you a story? I said, I'd love to hear your story. He goes, well, when I was a teenager, I was playing cricket one day and, um, 
And he goes, I was playing cricket and I, um, this bloke who was batting was just carving us up. You know, he was, he was hitting us all around the park. And he said, I was bowling. I bowled my first delivery. He hit it for six. I thought, oh man, how am I going to get this bloke out? So I bowled my second delivery. He hit six again, like straight away again. And he goes, after that, I thought, what am I going to do? So he goes, I looked up to the sky and I prayed a prayer. And he goes, I said, God, what do I do? Like, how do I get this bloke out? And he said, as soon as I prayed that prayer, this thought came to my mind of my old cricket coach in primary school. And he goes, he taught me the specific delivery to bowl. And I thought, oh, maybe God's telling me to bowl that delivery. He goes, I went back to the crease. I lined up. I bowled that delivery. Bang, bowled him straight out. Just like that, bowled him out. And he goes, I know there's a God. I know there's a God. He goes, my mates think I'm crazy. I said, mate, I don't reckon you're crazy. I reckon if you keep praying prayers like that, you'll see God more and more in your life. And he goes, nah, I believe it. I believe it. I tell my mates all the time at the pub and they think I'm, you know, crazy. Uh, but we kept talking a little bit more. And, uh, you know, it's a great, it's a great, conversa- it's a great uh, conversation start of that, you know, when you talk about faith. Have you ever had any sort of spiritual encounter or something like that? And often people will have had some sort of encounter or something's happened to them throughout their life. But we kept talking a little bit more and he talked about how, um, you know, he, uh, 20 years earlier, he got cancer and, and the doctor said, oh, you won't get through this, you won't get through this. But he said, I prayed. This is more serious, on a serious note, but he said, I actually prayed and I prayed about that. And he said, I got through it, tw- I think it was 23 years actually. He said, 23 years, here I, here I am. So he goes, no, I believe in God. Absolutely, I believe. And I said, mate, that's, that's awesome. We chatted a little bit more. Anyway, we were getting to the destination and uh, it was a really great chat. And I said, hey, it, this may sound really weird, but do you, like, could I get your number and just maybe we could catch up again sometime or whatever? And uh, he goes, oh, absolutely. You know, gave his business card or whatever. You know, and obviously if you ever need a taxi, just call this number. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and so as I'm getting out of the car, again, you know, the Holy Spirit, it's been my experience that the Holy Spirit, you know, the promptings are not a loud, booming voice. It's not a loud, booming voice. It often is a very subtle whisper. It's just a whisper or a thought or something like that. And as I'm getting out of the car, I feel this uh, little almost whisper uh, that says, you know, pray for him. And I don't know, you're maybe bolder than me, but this sort of stuff, you know, it's scary for me. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm not really great at this or whatever. I don't know how to do this. And, you know, again, how's he going to respond? You know what I mean? Like, and and we, we hear it all the time, don't we, through social media in our world today. People aren't interested. They aren't interested in faith in God. And it's a lie. I'm telling you, it's a lie. It is a lie. And so I thought, oh, God, I don't know how to do this. I thought, oh, man. But I've learned as well that if you walk away from the whisper, the whisper gets quieter and still and you grow cold. You've just got to step out sometimes. You've got to just go, okay, God, I'm going to just step out and do this. And I tell you what, that's where the thrill of this really starts to stir in your heart. And so I knew I had to do it. I knew I wanted to do it. I said, oh, mate, this may sound really crazy as well. I had half my leg out of the door because I already opened the car. I said, this might sound really crazy as well, but like, could I pray for you? I'm thinking, oh, man, this is not going to go well. He goes, oh, yeah, mate, go for it. Go for it. Absolutely go for it. I said, oh, okay. I said, oh, this might be weird too. Could I put my hand on your shoulder? He goes, oh, no, go for it. Yeah, put it on. Uh, and so um, put my hand on, oh, put my hand on your shoulder, and I just prayed a simple prayer. Pray a simple prayer. And, you know, when I pray, I just try and discern, God, what do, you, what do you want me to pray for here? What do you want me to pray? And I pray for some things, pray for his family and things like that. Now, I finished praying. I didn't think it was that, you know, nothing that great about it or whatever. And, you know, I went to get out and I turned around and said, oh, you know, I just wanted to encourage him. You know, thanks so much. Now, as I turned around, he, I, didn't, I didn't even, man, he was emotional, like tears coming down his eyes. 
really moved. And I was taken back, you know, and I said, oh, I said, well, oh, I just want to encourage you to do an amazing job. And he's like, oh, thank you, thank you so much. Really, really moved, really moved. And I got out of that car and I thought, wow, you know what I thought in that moment? I thought, that was awesome, Lord. Like, that was amazing, you know. Because you know why? Because I, I feel like, I feel like I can't do this. I often feel like that. I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. And you know, often what holds us back is we think, oh, I don't have the, I don't have the ability. I don't have enough information. That is such a lie as well. I, you, you just think, oh, I need more knowledge. I need more understanding. You think you've got to keep going to more and more, you know, you know, Bible schools and colleges and do more and more apologetics and read more books and things like that. No, you don't. You just share. You just share. Often people, it, it, they're not after the big theological answers. Often they just want to know, how's God changed your life? And you can be honest and you can be real about that. And so, you know, I shared with them. I thought, God, that was amazing. That was so exciting. And I got out of the car and you know what I thought? I thought, all right, who's next? Like, who's next? I'm walking into this thing right now. Let's go. Let's go. It's on. But that's the amazing thing is that when God starts to use your life, it's his spirit in you that changes you and transforms you. Here's the thing. I reckon when you don't share, you'll grow cold. You, you will. You'll grow cold in this area. How long has it been since you've shared with someone? How long has it been since you thought, okay, God, give me an opportunity today at work, at home, in the neighborhood, wherever that might be. What, how long has it been? If you don't do it, you'll grow cold in this area. But when you do do it, the fire reignites in your heart. So I don't care where you are that, or the temperature of your heart in relation to this. God can fire it up. God can stoke the flames. And you can begin to revive the passion and a hunger and desire to say, all right, I'm going to share this message. This is really good news. And I tell you what, once you start doing it, you can do this. Listen, you can do this. Once you start doing it, he'll start to fan into flames and you'll get more of a passion and more desire to say, I want to keep doing this. I want to keep doing this. Here's the take home, right? Here's the take home. Oh, did I share, did I share this at the closing the last week or something like this? John Tyson talks about this. He says, uh, he says on a meta level, People are secular and cynical, but on an individual level, people are desperate for hope. It's true. People are desperate for hope. In the last month, I've had like multiple opportunities to share with people, and I've been surprised, so surprised, at how open people are. How open people are. It's crazy. And yet we we think because in a culture today we think or we've been told uh, that people are disinterested, they don't want to know about God, they don't want to talk about faith. It, it, it's honestly a lie. I, I just think people are far more open than what we realise. This is really exciting times, really exciting times. Uh, yeah, I was going to tell another story, but we're, we're running out of time. I see the band coming up, they're probably trying to wrap me up, but I just want you to know, right, you can do this. You truly can, you can do this. So, so this is it. It's, 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 it's that personal encounter with God, it's a revelation of God's love and his sacrifice, what he's done for us. It's understanding people's eternal destination that compels us. And finally, it's experiencing God's heart and transformation by his spirit in us, in us. So key. Father God, I just thank you so much. Actually, you know what? Let's stand together and pray. Let's stand. Father, as I look around tonight, I recognise and I realise that so many of us here we just, uh, you know, we just feel like, oh, there's no way I could share about this faith stuff. You know, we just feel like we're not uh, courageous enough. We feel like we're not equipped enough. We feel like we don't have enough resources. But you know what? When you dwell within us, all resources, uh, all the resources we need uh, are inside of us, great God. And I want to pray uh, for every single... Actually, you know what? Just while eyes are closed and heads bowed, 
Maybe you just feel like God's spoken to you tonight. I wanna give you an opportunity to respond. And I recognise, you know, maybe this is a response for many of us here, but still, it's a desire in your heart to say, yeah, God, no, I want, I want a greater boldness. I want you to stir a fire in my heart. And no one else needs to know, but just with eyes closed, if that's you tonight, I want you to respond to him and say, God, that's me. And just maybe, maybe, you, could just put your, uh, maybe you could just put your hands out as, a, 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 um, as an act of surrender. You don't even have to hold it there if you don't want to, but just put them out just momentarily in front of you and say, God, that's me. God, just see these hands. You see every single hand here. There's some that are saying, yeah, I used to be so on fire. Some here that are saying, oh, there's no way I could, but I pray that you might, God, stir a fire in my heart. And I just pray, God, for every single person, that's exactly what you'd do. Stir a fire in our hearts, a hunger and a desire to share this good news with those around us, great God. And I wanna pray against this lie, this absolute lie in the back of our minds, the lie of the enemy that said, you know, there's no way you can do this. You're not good enough. You're not bold enough. You're not brave enough. You're not resourced enough. You know, the enemy loves to get in our minds and it causes us to shrink back. But I just pray, Father God, that we wouldn't be a people that shrink back, but move forward in the, in the grace and the mercy of you. And so empower us, great God, I pray. Revive and awaken us, great God, I pray. To know how good this message is and to have a a compulsion to share it with others. We honour you tonight, Lord, and we just thank you that you never leave us nor forsake us and you're with us, empowering us. We just pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We're gonna sing this song. And uh, I just pray that even in this song, it's an opportunity just to respond. I just wanna say this. What would it look like though, if every single one of us decided, hey, what about if once a week we decided, I'm just gonna... Just pray, God, give me even just once a week to share with somebody. Whether it's just share about faith, share a testimony, share about God in some way or another. What, happen, what happens if we almost, almost like a goal, like a God-given vision, a God-given vision to say, God, once a week, once a week, I wanna just share with someone. Open up a door or give me boldness to step into that. What could it look like for every single one of us to just, hey, God, once a week, I wanna do this. The stories would flow, the stories would flow. And despite the fact that you might think, nah, people aren't interested, I reckon you'll be surprised. I reckon you'll be radically surprised. Let's do that. Let's sing. Let's worship our great God.
That's our prayer as a church. Uh, Psalm 2 says that ask the nations and I'll give it to you as your inheritance. And uh, I believe that right across for our youth as well. Um, and for us as, as a church to keep pressing into that. Uh, but there's one thing I, I just want to give you an opportunity, and that is if you've never given your life to Jesus, uh, I want to invite you to make tonight that moment you do that. Maybe you've been sitting for a while on this and you've been trying to clean up your act or try to become more presentable to Jesus before you do that. But Jesus says, you just come as you are because it's the Holy Spirit that does the cleaning up. It's actually Jesus who died on the cross for us while we're still sinners. And so can I just give you just in this moment, maybe just with eyes closed, this is between just you and God. But if that's you, if you said, look, I just want Jesus to come to forgive me to set me free and I want him to be the saviour of my life. If that is you, would you be bold enough just to put your hand up right now just as a, just an affirmation, just a commitment between you and God? That's great. Any other hands? Just, just put them up clearly to say yes. Any others want to do that? Just say, Jesus, I want to follow you. Will you, will you say this prayer after me? Jesus, I'm sorry for doing life in my own terms and I ask you now to forgive me and I invite you to come into my heart and begin to rule afresh. Jesus, I come just as I am with all my failures, all my flaws and I want to thank you that your grace and mercy has forgiven me now, set me apart and you've called me your child. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for rising again. And I just want to say, I love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we encourage those people who just put up their hands? There's a, there's a Bible packed for any person, whether you've given your life to Jesus, maybe you want to know more. Uh, they're up the front. Come and grab them. If we can pray for you, we want to pray for you as well. The last thing we're going to do because the youth have taken over and I need to get my weekly exercise up is we're going to have a praise party. And so if you need to go, you can go. The Wild Rissol Food Burger place is out there. But if you're youth, come down the front. Even if you're not youth, come down the front. And we're going to uh, celebrate all that God has done and all that God is doing. And we're going to let this youth know how much we love. So come down. I see some of our older generation down there too. You come down and, and we're going to worship our great God. Let's not be shy.
How awesome is that? Can we give one last shout out to all our youth as well? We love you guys. There is food to be had and hang around. Let's do community. But God bless. See you next Sunday as well. God bless. joining us um, and God's been speaking into my life and also I pray it's been speaking into your life as well and there's many actions that we can be doing uh, just as a community as an online community as well and so I want to encourage you to keep praying into that and asking God to speak